The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome. It's Black Mental Matters. How you doing? It's Vince The Voice, and I tell you, this is going to be a great year for all of us. I hope all's going well for you. You know, this Black Mental Matters is all about getting rid of that stigma surrounding mental health and letting you know that you're not alone. And this new year, 2020, we really want to make an impact as it relates to mental health in the black community, and part of that is going to be to uh, make you aware of resources and therapists and things that you can do to improve your life and so we recently attended a therapist mixer there were a number of therapists there and we got an opportunity to meet and talk with dr katrina Pittman. She has a practice right in uh, East Point, Georgia, and I was just blown away with how she worked with those from age four all the way up to age 73 and everything in between. So um, you're going to learn a lot, I think, on this uh, particular program as it relates to the fact that I don't care who you are, how old you are, what you're doing. If you need help in getting your mind together, there are people out there that can help you. And one of them is Dr. Katrina Pittman. So here we go. It's Black. Black Mental Matters. It's Black Mental Matters with uh, Vince the Voice and Makiba. How you doing, Makiba? I'm doing pretty good, Vince. Thank you. We back in black. Anyway. Absolutely. And, uh, at the black table. At the black table. Black table talk. Hey, with a great black <laughs> therapist, yes. doctor. Uh, we'd like to introduce at this time, Dr. Uh, Katrina Pittman. How are you, doctor? I am well. How are you guys? Thank you pretty for having good. me. Very good. Very good. So, Doc, uh, we're here at this mixer. A lot of therapists here, but everyone has specialties and areas. So let's talk about yours at this time. Uh, tell us about Dr. Katrina Pittman. Yes. Well, I am a um, practitioner in East Point, and I'm located right in the nook of Washington Road. And so that population there is a mixed population. So I definitely love my clientele. I fish with a big net. I know a lot of people want to have a specific niche, but my niche is people with a pulse, those who need services on all fronts. And so right now I have a caseload that has children as young as four, and my oldest client is 73. Wow. And I see them for a variation of things. I also see with behavior problems for my children or depression, the typicals, depression, stress, management, anxiety, grief and loss. But also um, I special out into addictions and substance use addictions or just the social media and gambling addictions as well. Wow, you said, uh, lean in just a little bit, Doc, when you talked into the microphone, but uh, you said four years old. Now, what what therapy can you provide to a four-year-old? Yes, most of that therapy is behavior management, teaching okay. them coping skills, okay. helping them learn how to self-regulate. Um, sometimes it may be behavioral problems that um, they just hadn't had a, Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But right, it comes from just not having any structure and discipline. And so those behaviors continue to grow. And I'm also a consultant for Head Start. So I'm a mental health consultant there. And I work with the zero to five population. 
And this year, we're seeing a lot of behavioral problems in two-year-olds. What? The hitting, the what? the hitting the adults, and this the defiance in that, and that comes from a lot of different things, but. Um, some of it is diagnosable. Some of it is just behavior, teaching and training and teaching coping skills. That's not a born thing. It's a soft skill that's taught. Well, I, I, I got to ask, and, and McKeep and I, we, we have long talks, you know, uh, offline, online, and we talk about kids and, and, you know, what needs to be done. And we compare a lot of times because this is black mental matters. Mm -hmm. So we talk about, you know, our black community. And, you know, sometimes we, we feel guilty in the spanking and the discipline and telling Junior no when other cultures never say no. So what's the deal? I mean, or don't spank or don't spank. Mm -hmm. So, Doc. Right. Well, I still think that spanking has its place but it isn't necessarily the first consequence all the time mm -hmm. and so for those cultures where you're saying that they don't spank at all and their kids may be running amok running amok <laughs> that's where they might need a little bit more than spanking but with the spanking or the discipline and the structure it comes with the truth about parenting being accountable raising the child to be um, able to navigate through the environment and I think that's where sometimes we in our community lack we're so busy trying to manage life mm -hmm. that sometimes our little ones get mm -hmm. just folded into the mix and mm -hmm. so then we may before we realize it we're giving you the phone or the pad mm -hmm. to just Mm -hmm. entertain yourself and then we wake up one day and realize whoa you're not trained you're not yeah. disciplined you're not structured you're not happy you're indefinitely not happy what did you say Makiba? you're not happy you're not happy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah which is why a lot of the children I see um, tend to come in with anger management problems but at the root of anger before is anger there's hurt mm -hmm. and it becomes unresolved and that's why they get frustrated and angry mm -hmm. but um, sometimes that lack of attention or that lack of emotional bonding isn't there and so it's just the routine on the outside the mechanics of a household without the parenting without the relationship mm -hmm. so you're you're talking about parenting and when it comes to talking to kids about mental health um, in the black community, a lot of teenagers right now are talking about what they call toxic mothers. So they're mm -hmm. saying that, you know, a lot of emphasis has been on in the black community about the absent father, but they're not taking, taking in, into account the mother that's gone through trauma that is now putting that trauma on her child and now she's toxic. Mm -hmm. um, are you having to kind of backpedal and work with families as well? Yes, definitely. And just my approach to it, to therapy with children, adolescents, teens, is definitely to involve the parents. Mm -hmm. Because you can't fix one and then put them back into a household right. environment and expect change to happen. It has to be a system approach to that. And with it, I do see a lot of uh, toxic mom mm -hmm. relationships. And I think that gives me the opportunity to then divide the time to say let's do some individual counseling with you mom um, to, to talk about your parenting style mm -hmm. to talk about your stressors and mm -hmm. why you interact with your children that way mm -hmm. because they are the 
parent that's there and the children that's with that parent gets all of the weight of the job, the income, the relationships, the mm -hmm. just all of that. And so I think that that plays a lot into how that parent is so frustrated mm -hmm. that they talk at their child. They're quick to discipline just with whipping or taking away some device that they had, but um, definitely working together with them and individually tends to fare better mm -hmm. and, with and, those moms. And how are you addressing the instances where you have a non-compliant parent or a household that they say, okay, fix my kid, but it's nothing that I did? Mm. Right, and so that with, with gentle, courageous conversation, okay. right? Because it's painful to feel like you did something wrong. There's yes. a lot of yes. shame and guilt when yes. it comes to parenting. If I did this right, or they know that they could have done something better um, or different, and just without the resources, they parent the best way that we can. Mm -hmm. That's all of us. But dealing with that non-compliant parent, I really pull them aside, have a one-on-one, -on -one, not in front of a child, because of course that could be a power stick play, <laughs> but pulling them away to really encourage them on how important it is for them to be an active participant in the change that they want to see. You, uh, you, you know, we've, we talked about the uh, kids. I know there's a whole lot more, but you also said all the way up to 73, 76, 73. 73. Yes. So what do you see? I mean, is there uh, something in common that, 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 that takes place that where people who have reached that ripe age uh, need assistance mentally with? Yes, it's the change of life, mm. you know, those just those adjustments to the different stages of life and growing and coming from wherever you were as a child yeah. to becoming an adult, mm. an independent adult to the best of your ability and yeah. then having to fall back into a little bit more dependency. Yeah. So it could be the losing of eyesight or the frustration with they're taking my license away yes. or I don't want to live with anybody. I want to live on my own and yes. I'm trying to cope with that. Or in that season, a lot of people have aged and passed on. And so just the loneliness and coping with um, life ending, it does that for all of us. But when you get a little closer, you think about it a little bit more and a little bit differently. That's why I'm never retiring. Never. Because what's next? Yeah. <laughs> you know what was <laughs> right. after that? Right. You know, That's um, right. And, and a lot of your clients that are of that age are also going through dementia and yes. Alzheimer's and yes. cognitive decline. And that can be exacerbating the yes. depression as well. Definitely. So, so how do you distinguish between when you're working with elderly persons that you know, have those other diagnoses, how do you separate out, okay, well, the depression is something that we're going to treat separately. Mm. Right, um, so most of them are comorbid with other me medical conditions that may be the reason why they're having the emotional mental health concerns, mm -hmm. right? The medical conditions mm -hmm. brings the onset of the depression mm -hmm. or the anxiety, stress, or worry in those cases and so collaborating with their primary doctors is important especially for the elderly things mm -hmm. just show up differently yes. in them mm -hmm. yes. you know it, it could look like dementia but it could really be that they had a urinary tract infection mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. and so knowing right. the difference between those things can make a difference and then when we do single out 
Okay, yes, these are life issues. These things are real. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are no solutions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just managing those concerns. And so we single out that depression or we just um, address the stress or the anxiousness that it may cause that way. But definitely in collaboration. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of people I know uh, are dealing with their older parents now you know they've gotten older and so what advice i mean we're, we're not all therapists we're not all doctors mm-hmm. but i know there's probably some things that folks can start practicing in their homes uh if they're taking care of an older parent now some things that you could advise them on yes i would definitely advise them on um being able to put themselves in their parents' shoes. Okay. That's very hard for the person that they raise is now the person that has power and control over them. Yes. And so just shifting to see that that role reversal is a lot. Mm-hmm. The other thing is keeping them engaged in their type of activities. If they are willing and if they desire to go out to a senior citizen community or if they want to go to the day care center for, for adults, let them go, let them engage in their own lifestyle, give them choice. That's most important when they're feeling like they're losing options and independence to mm. give them that. I also say to the, to the caregiver, um, the parent, the, the child that's taking care of the elderly parent to Make sure that you have respite. Mm -hmm. There are centers and locations that you can go to have respite. Sometimes it may... So that you can decompress. Yes, get away so you can come back and be fully engaged. There's actually some research that's discussing that right now, that millennials and younger are at a um, very unique position right now because they're... A lot of them are taking care of children and elderly parents Mm -hmm. and paying off student loans. So they have that added layer of stress where Mm -hmm. they are the caregiver for two separate generations. And then some of them, you know, did not have a good relationship with their parents. And now they've got to care for them. Mm -hmm. And that relationship is still toxic. Mm -hmm. Mm. Why you got to bring that up? <laughs> because that that is something that's totally real yes. and sometimes yes. when there's a little bit of unresolved issues mm-hmm. now that child that's taking care of that parent can yeah. be a little bit more authoritative yeah in their mm-hmm. parenting yes. style to yes. that parent mm-hmm. yes yes well this has uh, been a great great conversation i mean from from the young to the old i mean we know young people got uh you know, issues that they're dealing with as well. That middle, you brought up millennials and what's the Z generation. X and all this. And, and so all of that is a part of your practice. You, yes. you work with them all. I do. I work with them all. And again, on different things. What I'm noticing a lot with our millennials and our um, centennials, the, the adolescent, teenage to young adult college age is... Wow, what did they call it again? Centennials? Centennials. Um, They're struggling with coping skills. Mm. And so when you think about what's in common with all of the clientele that I see, some of it is just enhancing those coping skills, developing healthy coping skills, 
um, creating new coping skills and learning how to navigate. A lot of the soft skills are missed right now. We're not teaching those critical thinking, decision making, and that really comes to play in everyday living. Now, do you think that's because a lot of African-American parents that raised these children were raising them in an environment where we were seeing our black kids being shot and pulled out of cars at police stops where we're just overprotective of them where we did not teach them that those skills because we felt like we needed to over nurture them or overprotect them some of that is i definitely think um the helicopter parents who hover over <laughs> their children is a part of that. And then the other part, I think, is that you don't teach what you don't know. Right. And, and you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. And so I used to also be a school counselor. I still hold my school counseling certification. One of the reasons why I left mm. was because we moved away from teaching these soft skills. Wow. Um, the role in the school system varies depending on what school you're at. Mm -hmm. And so I saw a need coming along to say, you know, a lot of people are just struggling with how to cope, how to critically think, how to make good decisions. Mm -hmm. And so in that, we're not teaching that, but then we expect you to know no, that right. and to yes. activate those things when it's just a gap in the learning. So so have you been, been seeing a lot of the online um, going back and forth between the boomers and the millennials and the boomers that have all this quote unquote wisdom and they're trying to impart it on the millennials and the millennials are kind of just doing their own thing. But it's kind of similar to what you're saying of they don't feel like they have anything that is learnable from that generation. Mm. Um, do you see that also? Oh, very much so. It's uh, yeah, that that worked for you, mm -hmm. and that was that may be beneficial in your time, but in my day and age, I don't see a benefit from it. There's a rejection of the wisdom being imparted down. I don't know really where it comes from. Well, well, I, I do. I, you know, it happened in your generation, my generation. We yeah. did the same thing, you That's know, right. and we talked about it. You know, how granddaddy walked to school with one sock in, <laughs> in, in, in my not North Dakota, <laughs> right. and bears in was chasing them, and school wasn't even in session that day. <laughs> and then I came home and had to milk the. The, the goats. The goats and, and the, the goat dogs. Had one leg. <laughs> the goat had one leg. And then I had to kill him. He was my pet and we ate him that night. And, you know, yeah. so each generation, you know, says, oh, you know, they, 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 they kind of reject the, the previous uh, uh, deal. But I think these young ones now, um, you know, I think they're coming around to understand that, uh, you know, nothing is given to you. They, they trying to work. Uh, it's about the money now. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, this uh, work from anywhere uh, uh, economy and right. uh, you know my hat's off to them I wish them luck oh yeah you know? because they are in it's 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 a two-way avenue. Yeah. Even the older generations need to take some pages out of their book. Exactly. We don't have to Absolutely. be so status quo. Right. We can really think on our own. Right. We can really branch out. Right. And that's a little bit nervous, you know, make that's a little bit um, frightening yes. for the older generations. Mm -hmm. Whereas the millennials are like, please, I don't have anything to lose. Mm -hmm. right. And that is exciting. Right. That is very exciting. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Well, that's that's why we're doing this uh, program, Doctor, and it's all about you know 
not just mental health in a clinical sense, but mental health, how you deal with situations, everyday life, your relationships, your job, your family, you know, that that uh, there are some strategies and some things and people like yourself and Makiba and all these experts here that uh, some 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 best practices that uh, can can really help them. We want to help get that out. Yeah, and one of the other things that I definitely noticed that millennials are definitely shifting the gears into opening up and being accepting of mental health as therapy, as going outside, because we kind of grew up in a generation of snitches. snitches. Yeah, what goes on a house stays on in a house. And we dealt with a lot of unhealthy things because we never had them resolved, whereas these um, these millennials and even playing. others, they're not playing with it. They're going to resolve it, mm-hmm. get it done, and go to the next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being empowered to mm-hmm. go further. Well, if people wanted to uh, learn more about your practice or get in contact with you, they got a four-year-old and a 73-year-old up in the house, and <laughs> you know, and all that. No, I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, what, how, can they, how can they get uh, in touch with you? Yeah, so I have a website page. It's www.d drkpitman p-i-t-t-m-a-n dot com my name of my business is called A Paradigm Shift mm. A Paradigm Shift LLC A Pair A Paradigm Oh Paradigm A Paradigm oh, Shift look at it a different We're way We're shifting the way we see things we are shifting to make a difference She's writing that down I should yeah. <laughs> I'm about to visit it <laughs> Look out girl Definitely. <laughs> I definitely and of course contact information my business mobile is 404-808-3419 well thank you so much thank you it's been a pleasure it it really has and and, and you may have heard a lot of noise there's a bunch of therapists all these doctors and therapists and psychologists and all that they in there partying the village elders they (laughs) they here the, the Popeye's chicken sandwich and champagne and just <laughs> livers and gizzards. It's just a beautiful time. God bless. Hey, it's Black Metal Matters. That's how we do it. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This is Makiba Reed Johnson for Black Mental Matters, and this is Makiba's Mindful Moment. I want you to think about all the things that you've been through. Think about who you would be right now if no one had ever hurt you if no one had ever lied to you, if no one had ever made you feel bad about yourself, if no one had ever disappointed you, if no one had ever betrayed you, what if you had only been loved, affirmed, and supported your entire life? Who would you be today? And now I want you to realize that everything negative and hurtful that you ever heard was a lie and that everyone that ever hurt you, that was more about them and their stuff than it was about you. And that's what self-love is all about, is reclaiming who you are and knowing who you are and loving who you are. And for you to know that no one has the power to define you except you.